Welcome to Shelf Logic, the official podcast of the Maricopa County Library District. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Shelf Logic. My name's Danielle. And I'm Caroline. And today we're going to be talking about self help books. Um, we're going to talk about some books that we have read in the past that have been really helpful, things that we've learned. Um, we're going to talk about why we liked them, what made us kind of gravitate towards them. And hopefully you'll get something out of it that, you know, you'll think about reading it and hopefully it'll help you too. Yeah. Um, so what books did you start with? Oh, you want me to kick it off? Yeah. Okay. So the first one that I chose um, was a book that I read uh, 2018 called Broke Millennial. Um, and it's written by Erin Lowry. And uh, I gravitated toward it because at the time I was indeed a broke millennial. <laughs> uh, I'm still a millennial. I'm just less broke. Um, so I guess that's cool. Uh, so um, the Goodreads description for this book, um, I'll just kind of read it off. I do this every podcast. I always say, like, I'm really bad at recalling books. And it's, I don't think it's that. I think I just, like, choke. Yeah. I think I just... I think that I can't do it because I would just give away the book. That's true. I don't know how to filter the spoilers out when I'm yeah. trying to just, like, give a summary of the book. I'm like, well, here's what happened. You should just know everything top to bottom. Here yep. it is. And now you, so you've sorry. read it. Yeah. Actually, you don't even have to read these. <laughs> I just We you. read them for you. Mark You're it welcome. Goodreads. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> So uh, the Goodreads description for Broke Millennial, uh, stop living paycheck to paycheck and get your financial life together. This, okay, my only complaint about this book was that that get your financial life together is followed up by hashtag G-Y-F-L-T. And it's very much like hashtag this, hashtag that. And I was like, okay, I know we're millennials, but like, I don't need hashtag millennials. Hashtag millennials, but I don't need all the (laughs) hashtags. If you're a cash-strapped 20 to 30-something, it's easy to get freaked out by finances, but you're not doomed to spend your life drowning in debt or mystified by money. It's time to stop scraping by and take control of your money and your life with the Savvy and Smart Guide. Broke Millennial shows step-by-step how to... Wait. Oh, goodness. Sometimes reading's hard. Broke Millennial shows step-by-step how to go from flat broke to financial BA. I'm not going to say that on the pod. Erin. Language. Unlike most personal finance books out there, it doesn't just cover boring stuff like credit card debt, investing, and dealing with the dreaded B word, budgeting. Mm. Financial expert Erin Lowry goes beyond the basics to tackle tricky money matters and situations most of us face. Hashtag IRL. Hashtag IRL. It's the hashtags again. Including understanding your relationship with money, do you treat it like Tinder, a Tinder date or a marriage material, managing student loan debt without having a full-on panic attack, preach, <laughs> what to do when you're out with your crew and can't afford to split the bill evenly, how to get, quote, financially naked with your partner and find out their debt number, and much more. Packed with refreshingly simple advice and hilarious true stories, Broke Millennial is the essential roadmap for every financially clueless millennial in need of becoming a money master. So what are you waiting for? Let's hashtag GYFLT. I need to hashtag GYFLT. I hashtag GYFLT'd, uh, and I really enjoyed it. Um, I am not normally, I mean, I'm not a financial book person at all because I just get overwhelmed by it. Like, I'm cool with, I spend money, I make money, I do my best to save money. I don't really, I don't care about, like, investment. I know I should probably, but I just don't have the energy for it. So I don't normally gravitate toward financial books, but this was like, hey, have you ever used a credit card before? Here's how to not get in the swamp with your credit card. So I really enjoyed, like, the practical tips it gave you. It was, like, 
the thing I remember taking away from it most was like the snowball effect. I had never learned about the snowball like debt payment effect mm-hmm. before. And I was like, wait a second. Yeah. I could be putting more money than just the minimum toward my credit card bill. That's genius. Yes. And of course, like your bank app tells you you can mm-hmm. do that. Um, but I just look at it and I'm like, ha, huh, every time. But it was interesting because it, it was talking about how like if you have extra money, like target one thing at a time and then slowly that thing will go away. It did provide other methods too that you could use, but that that was the one I really gravitated toward. And in 2020, I think, I actually paid off one of my student loans that way. So I was like, That's whoa, awesome. this is legit. Like this works. Okay. It was like every time I had an extra $10, I was like, okay, I'll just throw that at this one thing. Yeah. And I whittled it down. So it did have like actual practical tips. Um, there were a lot of other things. I thought that there were some scap- scaptors. Chapters <laughs> you could skip. Okay. Skippable chapters. Okay. Scaptors. Scaptors. Get it going, guys. Hashtag If you're scaptors. listening to the pod, yeah, hashtag scaptors. Let's skippable chapters. Let's get it going. Um, so I thought that there were some chapters you could skip. Like there was a whole chapter about like financial like responsibility while you're living at home. So like, okay. if you're a millennial still living at home, like how you can be saving money and putting money towards bills and like high debt and stuff like that. And at that point I already wasn't living at home. So I was like, ha, these aren't helpful. And <laughs> this hurts me. But legit, like if I were a millennial still living at home, I wish I would have known that. So if you are a millennial still living at home, be good. Don't scap that. Don't scap that. Just eat that chapter up. Yeah. And that, and that was the thing is like, reading that chapter I I, because I read it anyway I wanted to read the whole book and I read it and I was like oh oh no (laughs) missed opportunity it's telling me things I should have done because it was like you know you're living at home you don't have bills to pay or maybe if you are helping out with bills it's like paying half the cable bill or like buying your own groceries so in the meantime you're sitting on all this money and me I was like well doesn't that mean I can do whatever I want Uh hard same that was big dumb of me um because of course the year i moved out uh my car died and i had no savings because i had been like concerts yeah hockey games sign me up what is cash i'm just gonna like blow all this into the Mm -hmm. wind um so i had yeah i had no savings uh and yeah so when i read that chapter i was like oh no i read this a year too late yeah (laughs) i wish i had been a little smarter about that but you live and you learn you do and you don't skip that chapter if you're still living at home don't scap it don't scap it not a skippable chapter so definitely would recommend that one even if you're not a millennial i think I think that the millennial portion of it comes because when this book was published, we we were all in our like twenties, like almost the entirety of your twenties, or you were in your very early thirties. Um, but I mean, if you're Gen Z, if you're, I mean, any generation, it was applicable stuff. Um, I thought it was interesting, and especially if you're Gen Z and you're like already out on your own. Yeah. Um, because like, I don't know, I I don't exactly know how they define like the new generations, I don't but either. I know like my sister was born in 96 so she's right on the cusp of like okay. millennial and gen z like there are millennial jokes i tell that she's like oh my gosh you are so old and lame and i'm like <laughs> i am a year and a half older than you miss girl yeah. so but i get it i do um so yeah i think it was applicable uh if you can get over our lame millennial humor then i think it was a good book um skip all the hashtags because you'll yeah. just get bogged down reading like hashtag this hashtag that yeah hashtags um, have really phased out and i'm hashtag glad yeah they were hashtag same <laughs> hashtag has had its moment it's the qr codes moment now yes let's be done with hashtags yeah if you're listening i respect you so wholly if you still use hashtags but maybe let's just stop yeah 
It's, it's just a suggestion. I, I'm, I'm not your doctor. I'm not a therapist, so. But I'm just saying. What um, was yours? Oh, well, first of all, I will definitely say I'm going to check that out because I am still a broke millennial, I feel like. Um, I mean, but also with inflation, I feel like that would be a really good thing for me to read. Mm-hmm. Um because I shouldn't be a broke millennial, but because of how expensive everything is, it's just like, how do I not be? So yeah. that sounds actually like a really good book to read. And that was kind of nice too, because they weren't, it wasn't like shamey. Like it wasn't okay. like, Ugh, you're in your thirties and you're still broke. It's that's like, you're in your thirties you. and you're still broke. And that's legit. Yeah. Like that is a thing. It's okay. But like, here's how we can help you not be broke. Yeah. So yeah. Highly recommend. Really enjoyed that. Awesome. Um, so my first book, um, this is actually the first, um, kind of self-help book that I've ever read, period, in my life. Um, it was published in 2006. Uh, I probably read it in, like, 2015. Okay. Um, and it's called In a Pit with a Lion on a Snowy Day. How to Survive When Opportunity, or How to Survive and Thrive When Opportunity Roars, and it's by Mark Batterson. Um, It's a Christian book, Christian Living, um, and at the time that I read it, um, I was just, didn't know how to live my life. I had just moved back from another state. Um, I didn't have a job. I was trying to figure out my life, and everything just seemed really scary and really overwhelming. Um, And so what this book does is, again, it's a Christian book, so it is scripture-focused, but it focuses on one scripture where um, this guy, Benaiah, defeated a lion in the lion den on a snowy day. Hmm. Um, And so it's about, like, just having faith and trusting that whatever it is that you want to do is not too big and it's not too scary and how to face the overwhelming things confidently. Hmm. Um, and it just kind of helped me to climb my way out of that funk. Um, and it had some like applicable life tools that I could use, um, to really just kind of get things turned around. Um, and it also, uh, is kind of what put me in the direction to going to school to be a librarian. Um, it talks about like, there's no such thing as a a dream or a goal that's too big or like not doable. And in the book, like there's a lot of anecdotes about um, people who have started these big companies. I can't think of an example now, but like for fakesies, we'll say the founder of like Google, um, it started with an idea and they were just brave enough to chase that idea and here's how it flourished. So there were anecdotes about those types of scenarios Um, that were just really inspiring and so it made me sit down and kind of think like okay well what what is something that I would do if I didn't think that there were any obstacles Um, and one of those was going back to school Um, back to school I hadn't graduated yet I didn't have my bachelor's yet Um, but to continue going to school um, and to go to school to be a librarian because fun fact I had never worked in a library before I went to school to be a librarian so um, obviously, I'd been in a library as a patron, but I had I had no idea what that consisted of. Um, but I decided if there were no obstacles, that's what I would like to do. And so this book just kind of gave me some applicable things to really work towards that and to not be so anxious and not be so nervous and 
not be so scared about the fact that I didn't have a job. I was living back at home. Like things weren't going to be like that forever. And I was going to, I was going to get through when the opportunity was available. And even though things were roaring at me like a big old scary lion, um, it was just really encouraging and uplifting. I really liked that book. And that's, again, that was the first self-help book I'd ever read. Um, so that kind of started me on the path to reading others. Cause I was like, what, oh, that was actually really helpful. Like maybe these self-help books are legit. I should keep going. That's, so. I feel like that's gotta be, I hope that's gotta be everybody's first experience with a self-help book. Yeah. Cause the first time I read a self-help book, I had the same feeling like, this is going to be like cheesy and mm-hmm. dumb and I'm not going to enjoy this. and I'm not going to actually like take anything applicable from it. And then I finished my first one and I was like, well, dang it. I know that was applicable. That was actually pretty helpful. But that is a really good like message overall is that like so many times, and I think a lot of self-help books say this too, like we are our own obstacles. Mm-hmm. We are literally the only thing standing in our own way. Yeah. It's like the fear of not being able to do something, the lack of confidence in ourselves. And then when you just like break all that down and like just kind of sweep it away. You're like, oh, I was literally the only thing standing mm-hmm. in my way of doing what I want to do. Because I did yeah. the same thing when I applied to library school. I was like, I can't go back to school. I wasn't very good at school to begin with. Like, I don't think I'm going to enjoy this. I think I'm going to be overwhelmed. And then when I just, like, stopped thinking about that and was like, I either don't go or I go. And okay. I don't know what I'm going to do if I don't go. So I may as well just go. And, uh, yeah, and I did it. And now I'm here. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I'm, I'm really glad that I did it. I'm glad that I read the book. Um, I would definitely recommend it. I thought it was great. Oh, and I was also going to say, um, I, it, it didn't really say anything that I didn't already know. Mm -hmm. Like there are things that you hear all the time. Like you're your own worst enemy. You're the one standing in your way. Like they're just, these are things that like themes and ideas that, are just out there and you know them but it was something about reading it in a book and having like tangible write down what this is and then I'm like okay let me do that and just something about reading it versus just kind of hearing it in culture um just made me focus on it more um so that's one of the other things that I think I like about self-help books because I don't know that I've read one that was just like mind-blowing like I've never heard that before yeah um it's not to say it's not out there I'm sure that it is um but I don't I haven't stumbled across one yet but there's just something about reading it um in a book like that that kind of helps me to focus on it and helps me to like really hone in on that particular focus for that book so you know it's not just like oh yeah I hear about that cheesy kind of thing all the time Mm -hmm. it just makes it more tangible and more real. So I like, that's one of the other things I like about reading self-help books. And I think you said something that made me think like, this is a really important thing about self-help books. It's almost in the same way that like that book is talking about, like you could be the one standing in your own way. Like you just need to like invite opportunity and let it come to you. Like, like let it be there for you. Um, you also like the, one of the big things about reading self-help is like how much you engage with the self-help and with like, the kind of material and the activities that they want you to do that completely changes your experience Mm -hmm. with self-help books too. Um, I think that if you go into a self-help book, I mean, we all do it. If we go into a self-help book thinking like, I don't need to do this. Like I don't need to read this. I don't need help with anything. I'm perfectly fine the way I am. Mm -hmm. Um, or if it's like bust out a pad of paper and write down this, this and that 
there are times where like, I mean, you know, it could be an inopportune time when that comes up that you just can't stop and do that. But if you have the opportunity, stop and do the thing it's telling you to do. Yeah. Because I've read self-help books where I've done that. And then I've read self-help books where I have busted out the pad of paper Mm -hmm. and the pen and written down stuff and been like, oh. Yeah. And that's where I get like those like mind blown moments where I'm just like, oh, if I had just like stopped and done what it told me to do, Mm. it's telling me so much more about myself than I realized. So. That's I, I like when they kind of make you yeah do a I would homework. I would agree with that. There's this isn't one that I'm gonna like talk talk about, but I did read a book called So Long Insecurity. You've been a bad friend, and I listened to it. So like on my commutes to work, and I do remember there were some parts in the book where it was like stop and think about blah blah blah, and I just kind of tried to think about it as I was driving, um, but I I think it would have been a different experience had I just like paused it right mm-hmm. there and waited till I got home and then listened to it and did what it was telling me to do. It's one of the ones that I'm going to talk about. I did do that Fun. and I wrote stuff out. So cool. Yeah. Well, my other one, uh, this was one that I completely had. I feel like I, at the time I had a justified reason for being like, Oh, okay. Thanks. Um, but I had a, uh, a person who, um, had, had a tendency. It's, got a name um but they had a tendency to get in everybody's business and let you know like what you should be doing better with your life um i think they call that busybody anyway so um i had somebody recommend a book to me and i was just like in a position in my life where i was like are you telling me that i need to do better like are you telling me i suck like maybe i do but i'm gonna keep it to my i I like my suck i'm gonna keep it to myself um so when this book was recommended to me i was just like okay (laughs) thanks for the recommendation and then I picked it up begrudgingly because I had to do it that way. I was literally did not allow myself <laughs> to be like, well, maybe this person had a point. I was like, no, I'm going to do this with so much indignation that it's mm-hmm. just going to be, I'm going to go through this, like flipping the pages or like st- yeah. stinking book. Ugh. It was wonderful. And okay. I was frustrated. <laughs> um, it's um, Girl Stop Apologizing by Rachel Hollis. Rachel Hollis has written a couple of self-help books. Mm-hmm. And this was the second. In the first one... Um, the first one was called Girl, Wash Your Face. Yes, I've read that one. And I think I read so many books that I have to like ch- like check my Goodreads to see if I've read a book, which is embarrassing, but it's fine. Um, I think I've read Girl, Wash Your Face, but I think I read it after I read Girl, Stop Apologizing. Because when this, again, when this was recommended to me, I think this was one of my first self-help books. Okay. Not the first, but um, I was just like, I don't need to be told how to live my life. I don't need to be told that like what I'm doing is not is like setting me back. Mm-hmm. I was very much like set in my ways, very much like I don't need to be assisted by somebody who doesn't even know me and who's just writing like this generic book for mm-hmm. everybody, not applicable to me. It did end up being applicable. <laughs> it's so frustrating. So the Goodreads description for this one, Rachel Hollis points out the pitfalls, challenges, and excuses that stop us from achieving our aspirations. Similar. What? Rachel Hollis has seen it too often. Women not living up to their full potential. They feel a tugging on their hearts for something more, but they're afraid of embarrassment, falling short of perfection, of not being enough. And Girl Stop Apologizing, New York Times bestselling author and founder of a multi-million dollar media company, Rachel Hollis, sounds a wake-up call. She knows that there are many women that have been taught to define themselves in light of other people, whether they are wives, mothers, daughters, or employees, instead of learning how to own who they are and what they want. In this book, Hollis helps you to identify the excuses to let go of, the behaviors to adopt, and the skills to acquire on the path to growth, confidence, and believing in yourself. 
Hollis shares stories and principles with raw honesty and inspires her readers to discover and take the practical steps that will put them on a lifelong path of personal growth. Girl Stop Apologizing is the life-changing guide you need to dump your excuses, embrace your dreams, set boundaries, and gain real confidence in life. I love that. I I just love the description. Like, right? I already feel empowered. Same. <laughs> <laughs> big, big inspiration. Um, no, but it really was. A, it was a good book. Um, the the tip that I took most from it that I still try to. It's so hard to do this because it's uh, who I am as a human being. But one of the tips that she gave in the book was to like think about the things that you want in your life, and like they could be long term goals, they could be short term goals, but like preferably things that you wouldn't be able to accomplish like in a day, you know, like Mm -hmm. not like I want to go grocery shopping, but like I want to have uh, an emergency savings fund, like things that take a little bit of time. And she encouraged you to write them down every day, like just verbatim every single day, Mm -hmm. write them down. And I did that for a little while after reading this book. And at first it was one of those things where she said to do it. And I was like, that sounds dumb. But then I started doing it. And then every day I was thinking like, oh, that helps me do that thing that I was okay. like that, that like number five on my list. This is helping me do that. Okay. And so the more I wrote it down, the more I was thinking like consciously about yeah. the things that I wanted to have happen in the next few years. And it was, again, it was one of those moments where I was like, this sounds really dumb. And then I did it and was like, oh, I see why this makes sense. I yeah. see why it's applicable. I see why it's practical. Although, like I said, maybe not totally practical because you just, you miss a day and then you're like, well, I've ruined it. Mm-hmm. And that's, I'm like a very all or nothing thinker. So the yeah. first time that I missed a day of writing down my like six goals for my life, I was like, well, now I have no goals yeah. for my life. <laughs> I'm in shambles. I need to read another self-help book. Uh-huh. Um, I'm just too all or nothing. Yeah. And if, if I didn't, if my brain didn't work that way, maybe I could have done that more consistently and been like, oh, I missed a day, whatever. I'll just yeah, write it again tomorrow. But yeah, no, the first time I missed mm-hmm. it, I was like, well, all my goals are in shambles. Yep, I have no life goals. No, I'm never going to accomplish anything. I should just, I should just pull all my money out of the bank right now and eat it. Literally eat it. Just, yep. Um, so. That's the only way you're going to survive now. Yeah, I know because I have no goals. <laughs> so don't be me. Um. I wish that I had those goals still because I think I wrote them down in like a random notebook. I have so many notebooks. Same. Um, so I, I wrote them down somewhere and then hashtag I just... Hashtag notebook life. Hashtag notebook life. <laughs> I just love to have a pen and paper all the time. Mm-hmm. So I know I wrote them down for a pretty consistent period of time, but then I, I don't know. Again, I'm all or nothing. So the time that I skipped and forgot to write them down, I think that the next day I just went in and tore them all out mm-hmm. and was like, no goals. Yep. I'm goalless. Done. Yep. Um, but I wish I still had them because I know for certain that like one of my goals was go back to school and I did that. Okay. One of my goals was like pay off my car loan. I did that. And so it's like, I wish that I could remember the other goals. Cause I'm like, I wonder if I did them or I wonder if like my life changed. And that's yeah. something that she talks about in the book too, is like your life changes. So like you can make goals and then look back at them and be like, well, that was something I wanted to accomplish then, but like, that's not applicable now. Right. And it's just because my life has changed. Right. Um, cause at the time, and it was, it was cool that I was reading this book at the same time, too, because I was having a quarter-life crisis. Um, I was, like, just – I knew I wanted to go back to school. I knew I wasn't happy, like, just being where I was at. But I fun, – fun thing, listener. I am not a blood or barf or bodily fluids kind of a person. I thought I wanted to go to nursing school. Oh. I was like, I'm going to go be a nurse. And mm-hmm. I started taking Gale courses, which you can get for free with your library card. Uh-huh. I took like a chemistry Gale course, an introduction to anatomy, an introduction to nursing. And 
I'm literally reading about blood and guts and barf. And I was like, eh, I want to do this. <laughs> I want to go back to school. I love this. And I'm, I'm reading this at the same time. And she's saying, your goals are not like stationary. They are right. static. You don't have to stick with the same thing for the rest of your life. And I was like, no, I'm having so much fun reading about blood. <laughs> I love blood. I love barf. <laughs> I would love to change a bedpan. Um, <laughs> and so I just... I read that and I was like, what am I doing? Yeah. I'm not, I don't, I do, frankly, I don't know where, I, I think it's because I'm like, I have a lot of passion for people and like yeah. a lot of compassion for helping people. And so I was like, oh, who helps people the most? Nurses. Nurses. The medical field. Mm-hmm. I don't have to love blood to be a nurse. You don't have to love it, but I think you have to at least tolerate yeah. it. <laughs> Nurses, let me know. Um, so I just, I was like, okay, so I have this goal. I want to go back to school. I have these passions. And she talks about that too. Like, look at your life. Like, what do you love? What do you already do that you can apply to your passions and your goals? And I was like, oh, the library. Meanwhile, I had been working here for three years. It's not like I didn't know I loved this. (laughs) Surprise. Surprise. This is a career. I don't know if you guys know. You can do this Mm -hmm. for a long time, forever, if you want to. Um, So it was just, it was cool. It was like, at the same time that I was having a quarter-life crisis, I read this book and was like, oh my gosh, wait, I don't have to do this thing that I've just like prescribed myself. Like, I have to do this. So I really liked it. Um, And I've read a couple of her other books. She's come under a little bit of criticism, which I think is kind of unfair. Um, Well, I mean, some of it's fair. Criticism for anybody is fair. Right. You're allowed to critique people and have opinions about them. You can critique me. Just don't tell me. Um, <laughs> but um, she wrote a book after this one. And I'm going to look it up while I talk about it because I don't remember what it was called. Um, but she and her husband had had a falling out in their marriage and they separated. And um, in several, in like her past two books, in Girl, Wash Your Face and Girl, Stop Apologizing, um, she wrote a lot about like the success that she found with her husband and like the relationship that they had built. So when she, this is what it was called. It's, um, didn't see that coming, putting life back together when your world falls apart. And it just actually happened to come out at the same time as the pandemic hit. Oh. So it was not only applicable because a lot of people's lives were like just kind of a shambles in a yeah. wreck, but she had just gotten divorced. So she was like, I've been telling you guys for years to rely on your partner, to love mm-hmm. your partner, to like, depend on each other and talk to each other and now we're divorced and I don't know what to do with my life right. and people were like oh you had a husband was that so nice for you yeah. and I was just like wait 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 wait. yeah the criticism of her is that she had a husband and now she doesn't have a husband that seems unfair yeah I know there was some plagiarism <laughs> criticism too that was going around I didn't yes. really look much into it because I still really enjoyed the book yeah um I do remember that going around but, too yeah and yeah. I like yeah like you said I didn't really look too much into it either I acknowledged it and was like oh that's kind of hairy yeah but the big yeah the big criticism that came up over and over and over again was like oh so you had such a great marriage huh and now you're divorced and it's like yeah that happens to a lot of people that's what the whole book's about right that happens it's a real life thing and there were a lot of people that were like oh this pick yourself up by your bootstraps mentality that she's always had clearly didn't work because now she's divorced and I was like except now she's picking herself up back up by her bootstraps right and if that works for you that's great and if it doesn't work for you that's fine too like that I'm not that's not really like the kind of person I am I'm very much like crawl in the shambles for a little while until I feel like getting up um and that's fine but that's like that's people are different and that's how it works um so yeah if that's if that's the criticism you've heard of Rachel Hollis that like Oh, she got divorced. What a loser. Like, just skip that. Like, yeah. just just disregard that because that's unfair. And, yeah, I agree. Um, I do think that 
she she definitely has some points where I was just like, oh, okay, Rachel, that's yeah, okay, whatever. Yeah. Like, girl, wash your face is all about getting into habits and routines, and I'm mm-hmm. like, yeah, girl, that's great. If you're not me, um, <laughs> yeah. my ADHD brain can't develop a routine to save my life. I forgot to put on chapstick yesterday, and it ruined my day. Well, so that sounds legit. Yeah, that well, ruin anybody's day. Okay, good. I'm glad that that's just not brain chemistry. That's I have my chapstick <laughs> right with me as Beautiful. we speak, so I've applied it. I think at least twice. While that's we've okay. Been doing this podcast. Yeah, so. I mean it's necessary. So yeah, so if that's the criticism you've heard of her, just disregard that. Yeah. I think it's unfair, but I mean, like I said, criticism. Anybody's open to criticism. If the criticism you've heard is like her mentality doesn't work for everybody, that's fine too. Yeah. Um. Not everything's applicable in a self-help book, but I really like her books. I think yeah. they're... I did, too. I, I thought they were good. Yeah. Um, actually, funny story before I get into my next book. Um, I thought that I was going to go to school to be a pharmacist. Hey! Um, I am terrified of bugs, like, irrationally so. Okay. But yet, I have this weird, weird fascination with parasites, Oh, okay. Um, so I wanted to be a pharmacist that studied parasitology and, like, helped to develop medicines for, um, like, curing parasites. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so that was a while ago. Um, but I, I hate math. And I like yeah. science, but I like watching science and I like doing science. So, like, when I was getting into um, Chem 2 and oh. Calculus and I was like, oh, no. I think and this can't be my life. That embodies all the reasons why I think I was horrible at chemistry yeah. because I'm horrible at math. And so, so yeah. when you they like put I mean periodic table whatever that's fine. I enjoyed like chemistry labs where yeah. you got to like mix stuff and see reactions and stuff. They sit you down with moles and I'm just like what does any of this yeah. mean? Balancing the chemical equations was not my friend. No. It was just not not good. And so then I that's kind of how I fell into um, librarianship also because what do I like to do? I like books. I like being in the library, so why not? Yeah. So, yeah, I thought that was funny Aww. that um, we both kind of had that <laughs> diverging path. Um, that both led to librarianship. That both led to librarianship. Yeah. So the moral of the story is be a librarian. Yeah. Just do it. Yeah, just do it. You'll love it, I promise. Um, but so the other book that I read um, is a book that has been pretty popular lately. It was published in 2018. Um, but I actually had to buy the book because I couldn't get it from the library. There were so many holds. I'm not mad at it, though. I'm really glad I bought it. Um, it is called Atomic Habits, An Easy and Proven Way to Build Good Habits and Break Bad Ones by mm. James Clear. That's been on my list forever. It has been so good. I'll loan it to you. Thank you. <laughs> um, it is a lot better than I thought it would be. Um one thing that I noticed post-pandemic um, and starting a new job and, you know, having to commute for work and just all of the, the habits and the routines that I had post-pandemic are just gone. Mm-hmm. They're just, you talk about being in shambles, that is kind of where I'm at. Um, and for me, that's stressful because I'm a very routine person. Um, I, I just, I'm a creature of habit. And so I just... I'm really struggling, like, not to have good habits. Um, and so, like, it talks about how to build good habits and how to break bad ones. Those are the key things that I need to do in my life. Um, I'm going to read a little bit about what Goodreads says. It's kind of long, so I'm going to skip around a little bit. But um, 
It says, no matter your goals, Atomic Habits offers proven framework for improving every day. James Clear, one of the world's leading experts on habit formation, reveals practical strategies that will teach you exactly how to form good habits, break bad ones, and master the tiny behaviors that lead to remarkable results. Um, If you're having trouble changing your habits, the problem isn't you. The problem is your system. Bad habits repeat themselves again and again, not because you don't want to change, but because you have the wrong system for change. Um, And in this book, you learn how to make time for new habits, even when life gets crazy, overcome a lack of motivation and willpower, design your environment to make success easier, get back on track when you fall off course, and much more. And those are those are all things I need to learn how to do (laughs) in every way. And so I really liked it. Um, I'm actually like three quarters of the way through, so I'm not completely, completely done with it, but there are a couple of um, things that I wanted to mention that I took away from it specifically. Um, One of the things is, um, again, not something that I've never heard before, but because the book told me to do it, I was doing it. Um, If there's a, a new habit that you want to form, tell yourself that you are that habit. So um, I love to run, but my life has just been so chaotic that I don't have time for it. Um, So rather than just being like, I wish I could run, um, I started telling myself I am a runner. Nice. Um, Even though I I don't have time for it, I still am. I am a runner. And so then it, it started to kind of change my mindset, like particularly with my eating choices. Like if I want to eat a whole pizza, I think to myself, was well, that something a runner would do? No, a runner would probably eat a couple of pieces because if you eat a whole pizza and go run, you're going to vomit. And I know that because I am a runner and I've had those experiences. <laughs> so it kind of helped with those types of decisions. Um, when I'm thinking that, you know, I want to watch another true crime episode on Netflix, I think to myself, would a runner do that or would a runner go to bed because you know you need good sleep? Um, and because I'm a runner, I'm going to make the better choice. So it, it kind of helped me to get into some of those better habits. Um, and another thing that it talked about is that we have mindless habits, things that we don't think about because it's just literally the everyday. So if you want to start to incorporate better things, you start small. Because um, he, he talks about like if you just go, like you have this big goal that you want to achieve, um, it's really easy for that to peter out because you don't see instant success. So if you start with the small stuff, which again, not something new, I've heard of breaking your goals down into smaller pieces, but I didn't have a system for it. And so this book kind of helped me. Um, I I literally wrote down a list of all the mindless habits that I have in the morning because I wanted to try to start running more in the morning. Um, So I wrote down a list of all the things I do. I wake up, I go to the bathroom, I brush my teeth, I go to bed, I take a shower, or no, I don't go to bed. I, I was going to say, up. I get right back in bed too, I'm, so I'm right there with you. <laughs> I make my bed, I take a shower, I feed my cat. Like those are just mindless things that are part of my every morning routine. But I added in there um, to do a 20 minute run. Nice. So it, it's just on the treadmill at my apartment complex for right now. Um, but now it's in my list of habits, so it's something that I'm able to start making it a habit. Um, Eventually, I'll try to start making it a longer run, Um, but uh, I'm not quite as as all or nothing as Caroline, Um, because now that it's it's been darker in the morning and it's been a lot colder, I've been struggling to motivate myself to get up earlier 
to work out because I just don't want to get out of my com- my my comfy warm blankets. It should be illegal to get up before the sun. I have said that since high school. I, hate I it. hated walking to the bus stop in the dark. I thought it should be illegal. Not fun. Not. And fun. I have blackout curtains, so like I wake up at like five thirty. This just happened to me yesterday. I woke up at five thirty. Not knowing it was 5.30 because I don't have a clock in my bedroom. And I woke up and was like, wow, it must be 1 o'clock in the morning. It's so dark. Yeah. And the cats are in bed with me. We're all snuggling. Mm-hmm. We're warm. It must be so, so early in the yeah. morning. And then my alarm went off. And I was like, no, it's, this is horrible. It's not possible. No, it was. It was totally yeah. possible. I woke yeah. up like 15 minutes before my alarm. Yeah. It was horrible. That is a bad That's a bad way to start your day. I apologize for you. Okay. I don't love that for you. It's all right. Winter, um, winter is winter. It is. Winter. So, but still, those are those were just two of the, I mean, I have more takeaways that I've gotten from this book, but those were just two of the little things that I was able to do to already start um, building better habits. And one of the things that I really liked about changing my mindset and telling myself I am a runner is it helped me to start breaking bad habits without being intentional about it. Like, oh, yeah. again, I maybe I don't stay up an extra 45 minutes watching Netflix. I tell myself, no, a runner would go to sleep because I need to let my body rest so I can get up and run in the morning. So I, I'm i unintentionally breaking that habit of staying up too late, binge-watching true crime. Um, not that I don't love that and condone it, but, <laughs> you know. Um, so, it, you know, I just think this book is really helpful. And again, it's, it's one that really does have tangible things that you can work on. Um, to, to just help with things. And if you're like I am post-COVID and you're like, what is life? And, you know, your life was turned upside down. And if you're a routine person like me and, you know, for a year I worked strictly from home, so I created new habits. And then I had to start going back to work. So then I had to create new, new habits. And then I got a new job, which is further away. So then everything just has been and like not so circus show for me for the last couple of years um so this book has really been good to help me get things back on track and really build those atomic habits so I, I definitely recommend it especially if you're looking for the tangible um rather than like a f- philosophical I guess yeah, yeah like a self-help book that has like good ideas that make you feel better which I like those yeah those I, have their purpose those definitely have the yeah they have their place um, but this does have some actual practical, um, measurable things that you can do and work on. That's so, cool. Yeah. I'm glad you mentioned that it, that it talks about like when you fall off your habits, like how to get back onto that. Because mm-hmm. I think that's part of the reason why I hadn't picked that book up yet. Like, again, I'm such an all or nothing thinker that mm-hmm. like if I break a habit, I'm like, well, I'm never doing that again. Um, we, you and mm-hmm. I had just had this conversation a few weeks ago. I went on, I'm... I am an avid Peloton user. Um, we went on vacation, and obviously I did not bring my bike with me because that's ridiculous. Um, I tr- so how avid are you? I mean, true. Fair. <laughs> I did try. I have the, the app on my phone, so I tried to do some stretches while I was on vacation. If you are a Disneyland person like I am, that was a lifesaver. My legs yeah, felt great. I could see that. But I fell off. Like I got out of the habit, and we got back from Disneyland, and I had a cold, so I really... And I had told you, like, I really want to get on the bike, but I know I shouldn't because I'm sick. Like, I need to let my body heal. Mm -hmm. And you were like, no, you definitely do um, because you're a runner. Um, (laughs) So you knew. (laughs) But then when I felt better, I was like, "Mm, maybe I'll just take, like, two more days before I get back on the Peloton. But I – and so it's like I need books to tell me. Like, if it's going to tell me I need to build a habit or, like, break down bad habits, I also needed to tell me, like – 
you can break a habit by accident or by circumstance yeah. and then get back into it yeah. because that's my biggest pitfall. But is, also, like, tell me how to get back into it. Yeah, and don't just tell me I, I like need about to. This. It, like, yeah. it, it does walk you through how, how do you do that. And, I love that. Um, so I really just liked the tangibility. Is that a word? It is now. It is now. I just, I really like it. I definitely recommend it. Um, it is, like I said, it's pretty popular, but you can absolutely put it on hold. Um, we have a lot of copies and it's constantly moving. So um, definitely recommend you check that book out. Nice. Yeah. yeah. That is one I'm definitely going to, it's been on my Goodreads list for a very long time. So it's going to get a bump up. Yeah, it's going to the top of the list, baby. Yes. See? <laughs> this is what, we help each other. Yes. Self-help. Self-help. Friend help. Friend help. Podcast help. Podcast help. Listener Hashtag help. podcast help. These are our little gifts to you. You're welcome. Yes. I just did the little like SpongeBob, like she, rainbow. She like, rainbow thing. I saw it. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for the recommendations because oh, now I'm going to go read Atomic Habits. Thank you. I'm going to read uh, Broke Millennial. Yes. So I love it. And Let's get listeners, our if you guys together. have some recommendations, let us know. Yeah. Send them our way. For it. Yeah. I follow us on better. Facebook. Um, Send them, send them our way, because yeah. if there's one that's really spoken to you, we want to know. Yes, absolutely. All right. All right. Well, thank you, guys. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Shelf Logic. Make sure to hit subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. Follow us on social media where we are at MCLDAZ.